Right about now. Start it. This is a throwdown, a showdown. It's gonna go, 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 go. Beaming from Pacific Junction Hotel to Earth. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me sure. You're now listening to Three for Everything. for everything oh my god why do we not hang out more floyd we'll get to that we'll get to that okay and we're back hooray for everything in a tiff with our super special guest floyd kane floyd kane that's a great name great name great name and his movie that he wrote produced yes Across and the line. Yes. Your director was Director X. Director X. I, was I thought say it. P- I thought it was like the new Alan Smithy or whatever. I thought yeah, it was the new pseudonym. I thought it was. And then I was like, but wait, I recognize that for something. Yeah. And then I realized music videos. Yeah. A, a funny story when we actually announced the film. Yeah. Was going into production. It says Director X. We started getting like emails from agencies. Do, who do you need a director? <laughs> I've cured my list of candidates. I'm like. That's no, it. we have a director. He didn't want to go with his like name, like. No, I mean we we had that conversation actually. We talked about the distinction between um, directing music videos and directing feature films, and you know, and we talked about the whole idea that people it would be confusing for people, but you know, he's invested a lot of his energy. And his and he, you know he, and he's built his reputation as a director yeah. around you know director X yes and Little so X, no. I respect that I yeah, mean I sure. I, res- I respect the fact that that's his you know that's his thing yeah um you know it's more about I think it says more about the chattering class of the industry sure uh, than it does about him how people perceive the fact that he calls himself director sure. X. And, and I'm like, I'm super psyched that this is his first, like, is his first film? No. Yeah. This first, is his first feature. First feature. Yeah. And then he did do it in Canada and like a, like a Canadian story and a, not like a real with grit story, not like a rom-com yeah. hip hop rom-com. And that plane three. it didn't have a lot of extra flourishes. No. And this has come up in a bunch of Q and A's I've been in before. Yeah. In a way, it's almost better to get somebody who's done commercials or music videos before because they work out all that stuff trying stuff yeah in music videos like all your you know your Flash and bang and your JJ Abrams's if you Lens will flare. like your lens your shiny bits <laughs> your whatever you get to do all that in a music video so when it gets to an actual film you just get to be tell the story yeah at the service of the story cool. so back to the story Oh my God! You went to that high school. Can we get into that? Sure thing. You grew up in Halifax. Yeah, I grew up in a small community called East Preston. Maybe two thousand people. Whoa! Wow. And this wow. is like the Africville the remix, or um, you know, well, no, well, yes and no. I mean, like, <laughs> it's so funny because Africville is city, Preston's country. So oh, interesting. You know, like. 
you know, it was it was not unusual to see cows or horses walk like just roaming along the street, taking their time. I mean, like that was what I grew up. I mean, people, you know, we didn't have like, you know, running like I mean, there wasn't like a like we were near a lake. We were like it, the the street I grew up on was called Old Fro- Old Frog Lake Road. Nice, and they have a. And we and the where I grew up, um, it's called the Kane subdivision. So it was very rural. Wow, like the Kane, like spelled like your last name. K A N E, yeah. Really? Yeah. And they have like a like my grandfather was a pig farmer. Wow. So yeah, it's very 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 rustic. Like so, the Evander that I also saw in the credits. Any relation? Yeah, he's my nephew. Okay. Yeah. So, but that's good. Good names. Yeah. Great names in your family, and we're both named after boxers. Yeah, oh, nice. you went to this high school that had yeah. a famous riot, riots, riots, riots. race riot. <laughs> so just every day, you're just you know you're suiting up to go to school like you're going to be in a superhero team up movie. Not every day, but you know it just it's one of those things. It's like, I mean, you know, you can't throw like, unfortunately, you can't throw kids who are from segregated communities into a school when they're like 14 and go oh get along yeah get along that's true i I mean it's the most ridiculous thing in the world yeah and you know i mean i remember when when the first riot happened i remember thinking to myself well this is ridiculous like if you ever go to nova if you go to nova scotia and you go to and you drive to north preston so you turn onto a road called Lake Major Road. Lake Major Road is a white upper middle class, middle class subdivision. There's a golf course and a golf club off that that goes off off of the road. Keep driving. Then you get to a place where it's just trees. Then you come to a bridge. Then there's more trees. And then when you get through those those trees it's a black community. It's North Preston. And North Preston is like a circle, right? There's no, like, when one I was... One road in, what? One yeah, because yeah. when I was growing up, they, they had, like, they had ju- there's a dirt road that joins North Preston and East Preston, where I grew up. But it's really a lollipop. That's, <laughs> that's how I think about it. Yeah. And what was fascinating is they built a brand new elementary school in that community. And they would not bust the white kids into that school. And so what happened is that all these black kids would go to the school during their formative years. They were only around black people and people who looked like them. And all of the old, like, ideas about white people, you know, those were the things that they carried with them in terms of going into junior high and high school. Well, that was the thing. I think the parents in the film, you can't fix the problems with how the kids interact with each other if they go home every night and they're hearing certain terms and ways of speaking about other people in the community, other children in the school from their parents because it's just going to be reinforced and you're not going to see anything wrong with it because you're going to hear that kind of language all the time. Yeah used to describe other members of your community on either side. Well, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's I mean, I'm I'm somebody who I can't truck with any kind of like racism. Like I don't like I don't I, like 
I didn't find Chris Rock's joke at the Oscars funny. Um, Which one? About the one about the Asian oh, accountant. Yeah. Accountants. yeah. Like, I, like anything. Like it's fun. If you want to make fun, like what I what I've always loved about Chris Rock is I love the fact that he makes fun of us in a irreverent way. And so, and I can get down with that. But when you're making fun at somebody else, another group that has no relationship to your, your relationship with that group, it it becomes a bit weird. Um, but, you know, one of the things I wanted to capture in the movie was that with, with the character of Shelley, that, that mother, was really that whole notion of it's tough being a kid when you know generationally there's all of this like old stuff that the parents and the grandparents refuse to let go of Mm -hmm. or that they don't even see that they're saying or doing anything wrong yeah until the consequences of that behavior sort of they're just truth telling yeah (laughs) well my folks it's really funny they're you know first gen immigrants they like say oh those asian like they say the craziest things and i'm like do you know that you're like that other people talk about us like that or even the way you know my mother would talk about other black people like it was just (laughs) it's sort of you know the chris rock bit on you know one type of black people versus others and i won't say the word but it's just the way we talk about each other as humans it kind of balloons once you get into talking about any kind of other but back to you in that high school oh my god because i know you as you know sort of lovable nerdy gives off a positive yeah upbeat vibe literally you're the kind of person that a stranger would probably want to try to hug and i can't imagine to you like having to be hard all day every day going to that kind of high school but i can't imagine this version of you walking through the high school and not getting your ass beat every day so how did you become the floyd i know now it's a i mean it's weird right because i mean my named after a boxer my experience in high school a lot of it is about and this is something i've recognized with myself through life it's like i'm not a joiner so i always floated through different groups like my best friend in high school, in junior high, and he's still my best friend now, he's a white guy, you know? And it's like, we've, like, I kind of, I never hung out with him and his friends. I just like, hey, how are you doing? Then I'd go off to another group. Yeah. Hey, how are you doing? And like, and that was, that's how I worked. Um, but also, I think, I mean, it's not that I'm unusual, but it's just, for me, it was always about, did I like you as a person? Sure. It wasn't about anything extra. It wasn't. I never felt like, like I grew up in a black community. I I I never felt like I had. To, I was trying to pass or be white. Like I like I knew who I was. So I had. I felt like I had the freedom to be around and be friends with whoever I felt like being friends with, and that was just the way it was. Yeah. Um, in terms of like, you know, going to school, it's like, listen, I was picked when I was in junior high every day I was picked on. I was, I mean, I was bullied, like, like severely bullied. Like I could not go to school a day without like, just like either it was my clothes or my hair or whatever. And it was by two black people 
you know, a guy and a girl. And I remember like being in, I mean, not to get too dark, but I remember being like, in, no pun intended. In, yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> and being in like, you know, junior high and thinking about killing myself mm. because it just was so intense yeah. every day. And something is going to happen to you. There's nothing you can, or you yeah. feel there's nothing you can do to change yeah. it. I, 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 yeah. And so for me, like, it's just like, you know, the ex- t- the experience of this movie. I always think of it as like it. What, what was as a writing it was always about being able to look at it from the outside in, right? Because I was never part of that you know that like the clique or the group and and, i mean in a lot of ways even though i'm not that character because stefan james is like a thousand times better looking than i am (laughs) but it's like i'm maddie in that world right like you know what's fascinating to me and i think ultimately and i didn't i didn't think this when i was writing it initially but as i got into the story and, and, and kept rewriting it for me what the movie's really about it's about what ha- the the pressures that are on you when you're that one person like you're the only person in the room who looks like you whether that means you're the black hockey player or you're the one woman at the big law firm you know like whatever it is like it's really about how when you walk into that room and nobody else in the room looks like you mm-hmm. and you have to not necessarily be a different person, but you know that... Code switch. Yeah. Don't be too smart because that means you're arrogant. Yeah, yeah. This is a whole... Don't get too aggressive. (laughs) It's going to have to be a two-parter episode. Oh, my God. It's true. Don't get get too aggressive because then you're a bitch. I mean, it's it's that whole... Cute face. Well, there's a... We've talked about, like, overcompensating... Uh, on mic and off mic it's just like oh they're uncomfortable therefore or there was a episode of community where the uh the one on yahoo where the the uh black the black guy was just like he realized he was making uh people uncomfortable so he'd overcompensate so his thing was always like that guy knows what i'm talking about and it was just like this <laughs> affectation that he created and it's just like i know exactly what that's about like yeah walk into a room and just like uh, does that go- like it, even it happens to me all the time? Like if I'm in the states, they they'll say hello. Can I help you to the what the non-colored person, the white person, <laughs> quickly in the store? But I can see them, and they're just like eyeballing me, and they're just like, eh, "What? I don't is he Spanish? Like should I? Yeah, uh, they just don't know. And uh, then I got to do the like, "Hey, how's it going? Like it's well, hot you, out there, eh?" <laughs> well, you know, it's like you're w- it's when you're in that fuzzy line, yeah, where yeah. like you know you're. You arrived first, but then the other people have decided they're not going to stand behind you. So you've got like people standing over here yeah. and people standing over the there. Yeah. And Lineups that happens to you, right? Like people don't acknowledge you standing in no, line, no. or if you're at the front of the no, counter, no. they'll just walk up oh, and yeah. start oh, talking. Yeah, and yeah. then and then the, the 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 person behind the counter will go the, instead of saying because they saw you come first. Yes. Instead of them actually dealing with you, they'll be like, "Um, who's next?" Uh. So then it's up to the group to decide. Yeah. And usually it's like, you know, the other person who's like, yes. well, you know, yeah. I'm more important than yes. this person. Oh. Yeah. It's a, I, but I, it's I, interesting. I guess, quote unquote, I'm an adult now. I love flexing where I'm just like, lineup starts back here, man. Like, <laughs> and, 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 then, and then they're like, oh, in a huff. But 
that's my new thing. I love it. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back, talk more. We got to get a synopsis. Of we the have co- a few questions about the film. Yes, we do have to let uh, Floyd get to his next appointment. Yes, we do. He's impotent. Yes, he is important. <laughs> He's got places to okay. be. His movie's coming out yep. April 5th, and we want him to be able to leave, but we want to hear more about it. Yeah, we'll be back. Ready for everything in a tiff. Across the line, the movie. We'll be back. I just love like Like roof single, man I have no. Jenica. 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 Jenica
me a sell a tickle. Any boy won't come, just you know him down the maggot trickle. This is a cook, it's so much of weak, frail and frickle. But me and whitey done a five, you know, so we are tickle, so. And we're back, hooray for everything in a tiff, with our amazing guest, writer. Still a lawyer? No, well, okay. I, I'm still a member of the bar, but... Okay. Member we, of the bar. We're just asking for a friend in case either one of us gets in trouble, <laughs> yeah. if yeah. we know an actual... Lawyer. Lawyer. You, you can always call me. I may not be very helpful. It can be legal counsel like the Dream Team, like OJ. So, oh, say, if the police were to enter your house without a warrant and their guns drawn, I could ask you some please, questions? Please invite me back to talk about the people v. OJ Simpson. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll just have him back next week okay, acro- so we can do that yes. after the show ends. Yeah. Across the line, <laughs> the movie, written by Floyd, directed by Director X. If you can give us a non-spoilery synopsis. Um. So... Basically, the movie follows Maddie Slaughter, a young black NHL hopeful um, who is on his way to it's his draft year. Um, And the film is about all of the obstacles, including the corrosive racism at his high school, his close relationship with his brother who's involved in the sex trade and his. uh, uh. his infatuation with this uh, young woman, uh, Jamie Crawley. Um, it's about the op- those obstacles, how they kind of conspire on some level to prevent him from getting to the NHL. So first off, we're going to say that the movie does pass the Bechdel test. Could be better. <laughs> because most of the female on female interactions were combative yeah. that allow it to work the the ladies in the bathroom yeah uh, the classroom discussion and the mother and the girlfriend I mean those were all they weren't very um, you know you is important to e it w- <laughs> there wasn't a lot of love in those interactions however it passes there, there's not necessarily a lot of love in the movie yeah <laughs> yeah but I, I I went with it because it was just this. Um, but we do like yeah. it's a Canadian creative color passes the Bechdel test. Yes, so and, this and is ticking all of my. My boxes test right is now. like well lit. Like oh, it's, not, it's not like lighting <laughs> a movie with black people. It's no joke. <laughs> it's no joke. Even when you have them skating on ice, yeah. you still yeah. have to like and, and makeup yeah. like on we, point, we not had, too shiny. No, we had no. an amazing uh, cinematographer, yeah. uh, Sammy Ayedian, who is, I mean, I. I wish I could I wish I could like if I ever get the opportunity to do like a curated screening of the film mm-hmm. just to take people through all of the like challenges that happen when you're trying to do a low budget picture. Oh yeah. But and not like a low budget picture where you have like four people in a room talking, no. but like you know we did a riot we're doing skating. We're doing fights on the street. I mean, it was a very ambitious project. We shot it in 15 days. Whoa, really? You know, Are you yeah, kidding me? We wow. shot it in 15 days. Wow. Um, you know, I mean, it. like one of our actors got kicked in the head on like the second day of shooting. 
huge gotcha. like goose egg oh. on a, like I mean it it was like there were so many challenges to making this movie mm-hmm. so the fact that we actually were able to get it done like sometimes I like I really give Sammy and X so much credit because I mean there was one day where we literally had like 10 minutes before we had to wrap because we couldn't we didn't have any overtime right and so Sammy had the camera the cameraman had the cameras on sticks in the hallway shooting trying to get a scene wow before and we got it nice and we got two takes of it amazing but it just it's that kind of it was that kind of a show we've had another director just like anyone making a movie in Canada and it's done in the can in a theater an audience besides your family sees it it's a huge accomplishment. You're spitting huge. straw into gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, very look, challenging. It's, it's yeah. a, but also, I mean, you know, the the, the mo- probably one of the most disheartening things is that once you finish the movie, and once you actually convince a distributor to put your movie out, um, but then it's the distributors having to fight with the exhibitors to actually get it on screen sure. yep. on the screens because, of course, yep. you know. The you know everybody wants to have every multiplex wants to have like eight screens of Batman, Batman versus Superman. Superman. <laughs> so and they still have two reserved for the Force Awakens. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's I mean that that is really the next level. Well, of Jen's the movie was in that little. Sc- so there's a second screening room at the Queensway in uh, Rob Ford Country. May he rest. Uh, so you know check that theater out because it's like a little like mini theater on top yeah. of the main theater there. But uh, this movie's going places. Yeah, where's it going to be showing? So the movie opens. So this Saturday we're having a screening at the Canada Film Festival. Nice. It'll be our Toronto premiere. Um, that's is, at is the Royal. Director X going to be there? Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. Director X and most of the cast. I'm will super be there. excited. I'm one person away now from Director X. Which means you're two people away from everyone he's directed stuff with. That's true. <gasps> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's happening. Um, and then on uh, April eighth, April 6th, we start rolling out across the country at various landmark theaters. Um, and then April 15th, we have our premiere in downtown Toronto at uh, Dundas Square. Nice. Um, so we'll be in Toronto, Scarborough, and uh, Halifax uh, on the opening on the fifteenth. Um, and then you know, depending upon how we do, then we'll open in other markets. You know, it's. I mean, I think it's a. I mean, the big th- the the big market that I think we want to try to get a showing in is Montreal because we feel like. You know, there's a lot of people who would, a lot of people have expressed interest in seeing the film. And the film there. industry there is the Quebec system. Yeah. It's almost a bit more robust and, and friendly towards Canadian films. More French, but still. Totally. And, and the and hockey aspect, I think, will play. Well, P.K. Sabat. It's yeah, almost P.K. Sabat. Yeah, like, he I has mean, the poster in his bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Of, nice. of course. It's like, I mean, the film should be shown there. So well, we're, we're going to figure that out. I went to high school with Anson Carter, and I just remember that whole draft year thing. Very different for somebody going to school in Scarborough. He didn't have the same challenges. But I do remember watching him play hockey. And he was playing, I think it was the Wexford Raiders, whatever sort of AAA hockey team that he played with in Scarborough. And seeing where his mom sat 
and where all the other moms sat. And then me and my white breast friend, who were his friends, and it was just that physical and cultural separation. And you could, the resentment was almost palpable because these other parents knew this kid is the one that's going to get drafted. Going to the big leagues, yeah. And, you know, my sons may not be. And he was drafted. I think the Nordiques had his rights out of high school, but it was that whole thing of being around, seeing adults acting more like children than their children. Well, totally. I mean, it's even worse now. Yeah. I mean, I... For sure. I mean, there are so many stories I could tell you, but they're not my stories to tell about, you know, when my nephew was coming up um, on his like on his way to the NHL. But, um, you know, one thing that I will say is that I think it's worse now because it's not just about with hockey. It's not it's not even just about race. It's also about class Mm -hmm. because everything is so expensive. Like you oh, yeah, just, you, you can't just pick up hockey like yeah. basketball or, or yeah. baseball. No way. I mean, I, I mean, you know, it, it it truly is like, I mean, even the way that, I mean, when you, and it's so interesting. I was listening to CBC the other day, and they were talking about the the question of is hockey no longer our national sport because there are no uh, Canadian teams that are going to be in the playoffs, yeah. and they were saying how like where like. Um, you know the urban yes for the urban people basketball may be the number one thing but in those smaller rural communities all around canada hockey's still number one and the the language was so coded Ugh. you know and i just was like <laughs> it, it's it's so maddening right that's where you almost prefer a don cherry just tell me yeah, what you're yeah, thinking yeah. just just say it out loud just say it in an ugly way yeah just let me be angry. <laughs> yeah an ugly way in a pretty suit, in a pretty you know? Suit. In a pretty suit, for sure. <laughs> Let, let's take a quick break. we got to get Floyd out of here. Yeah, we have to let him go. Uh, and then we'll, we'll just talk about how awesome he is after he leaves. Yeah, and how we're going to like beg him to come back You're not going to ask me what my favorite line in the movie is? Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll be back. We'll come back with yes. that. That's his last Hooray for everything in a tip, shot. Floyd. Across the line in the movie. We'll be back.
And we're back. We're <laughs> ready for everything in a tiff. Um, our best guest yet. I mean, but now every guest. Better than the last. The all that I'm I saying mean, all right of now. our M's. We love our M's. Yeah. We love our Matthews, Michaels, yeah. and Melandas. Yeah. And Marys. We don't have to name them all, but yeah. Yeah. That's our, it, best, those are uh, our best writer so far. Our best black, black producer and writer uh, of color. Yes. Yeah. So far. You yeah. never know. One day we might get Ava DuVernay. Maybe. And I don't want to. I don't want to downgrade him in order to love her. I'm not downgrading. I'm just I will ask her if I could, you know, snip off one of her braids and sleep with it. We, we so were that talking would be about weird. We were talking about class order, and Floyd just like yeah. added another level. He did. Or or she, I, we need an org chart anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure that out. But Floyd, the question you brought up, your favorite line in the movie well you without know, giving too much away no but, but here's here's i was thinking about this on the way here my favorite line in the movie and i had to fight for it oh nice was it's when jamie is in the basement and she's talking to maddie and they're about, drinking uh, and they're drinking <laughs> and they're talking and she's talking to maddie about the scene with his grandfather whipping his dick out <laughs> <laughs> And she says to the father, and, and the grandfather says to her father, "Do you got a big old black dick?" <laughs> and I just remember that we like we had so many conversations about that scene and about that line yeah, yeah. and cutting it out. And honestly, it wasn't until we got to like we were like almost locked, and I'm like, guys, like, can I see? Because Originally, like there'd been like a series of cuts where that whole that whole portion of the scene had been cut out, mm -hmm. and I remember we did it for the audition, and Sarah Jeffrey, the actress, she'd done such a great job with it. She's great. I really like. And her. yeah, she's she's amazing. And and so then so we kind of, you know, I said to the editor, I said, I, I want I want to see the scene. So I'm watching the scene, and I'm and. You know, and, the, and there's a lot of like pushback and a lot of discussion about, well, no, it's too much. Don't put it. In. And I'm like, you know what? We got to put it in because it's like there's this thing about her feeling comfortable with Maddie to do this and to tell that story that talks about kind of this communal connection between them that is very different from her relationship with John. Mm -hmm. and we got to put it in and so we ended up putting it in but that's like that's one of my favorite lines from the movie um you know my favorite scene from the movie is the kitchen scene it's the scene that i wrote first it's the scene which kitchen scene the, the scene where the family fight happens oh. oh it's the scene that i wrote first it's a scene that i have i love like i like that is my favorite scene in the whole film I mean, in the grand tradition of parties in Canada, especially the Maritimes, kitchen party. a lot of things happen in the, in the kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. In Part this of the home film, and there are so many moments where you first meet people. The whole like running thing with the fridge, um, yeah. John's mother, and like it, it all, it happens. Mm -hmm. The room where it happens. If I want to throw in another Hamilton reference, because I'm going to start doing that because I'm addicted to the soundtrack. Okay. The room where it happens is the kitchen in this film really well yeah i mean kitchen i mean like that's the, the kitchen thing. in the school and like it's much like real life when you're a teenager it's the kitchen and the party and 
in the school and so many of these things where your parents aren't there to see them in the basement. Yeah, that yeah, was basement, yeah. that was a sort of I like the ba- the basement scene. Was that was so favorite. Canadian basement. No. It was yeah. you know yeah. your Scarborough Wayne's World basement yeah. with a touch yeah. of you know your Maritimes um, modifications and that there was maybe a bit more real estate. It was a little bit bigger, but it still and had that. And they did shots. I was just like, that's yeah, hard, that's hardcore. That's but exactly. they do it. At, that's how they do it. <laughs> It, the only There's thing no beer, I like don't know <laughs> if it showed her filling the bottle back up with water, but other than that, yeah. that like <laughs> captures what you would do after you finished your algebra homework sure. with the yeah. cute guy from school. Yeah. Not that I ever got to do that because I was a nerd. So. No, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> I play the violin. F- Floyd, where can we find you? Where can we stalk you? I was trying to find your Twitter. I couldn't. Oh. <laughs> if you don't want to tell people, that's it's fine. Okay. That's no, fine. My, no, my my Twitter. You know, because I'm like I'm hardcore when it comes to my Twitter because I love television. So I use my Twitter to kind of just like if I disagree with something on TV, I have no qualms about talking about nice. it. So do you promote your own stuff through social media anywhere? Because that's where you um, want to point people. My, my Twitter is uh, Citizen1970. Citizen 97. So your last name is Kane and you start with Citizen, but you don't. OK, you know what? I'm not going to judge. Once again. You know? For those listening, citizen spelled the normal way. We'll have it in the show notes. We'll have it in the show notes. And you know, I'm on Facebook, but yeah, I'm like a. Here's the thing: I I much prefer people email me because yeah. that's like, I I don't I don't trust Facebook. Isn't that weird? No, uh, we're uh, we're not on it. Yeah. Well, the show's on it. I deleted my personal Facebook yeah. like three, four years ago, and I've avoided so many baby showers since then. I can't even. So happy. Best choice I ever we're made. W- it's a complicated social. Uh, anyway, we're there in a, in a format. I just had somebody email me today through Facebook yeah. asking me why I didn't. Why haven't I invited them to the movie? And through why Facebook. didn't I send them the rough cut? <sighs> and I was like, <laughs> and this is somebody who has my email address. So I'm like, yeah. Well, since we haven't spoken or emailed since 2013, um, not gonna really that's rush not out talking to about see me, you know? right? <laughs> I mean, we didn't have to rush to watch this. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's pointed. It's a, <laughs> no, it's nothing. It's not about you at all. It's it, like, but you know, it just was like it's the strangest, most aggressive email. I'm sure. Like, hmm. Or Facebook, or or someone holding your feet to the fire because you're not active on. Yeah, you're not active. Why? Like, why aren't you on? Well, like, it's I, just I, I, like you know what I mean. Like it's a non-discussion. Like, but yeah. does the movie have a Twitter hashtag or whatever? Webpage. Yeah, the the Twitter hashtag for the movie is, uh, across the line sixteen. And uh, we have a Facebook page, which is across the line film and. You know, we are setting up an Instagram account, and we'll have a website. And okay, and cool. Stefan so. and Director X are fairly active on the social media. Yes, nice. they are. Yes, yeah. um, Stefan was quite well dressed at the the candies, whatever they're calling the Canadian awards now. The candies. Yeah. Is that what they're calling it now? Oh, they're they're trying to you know rebrand it. They're trying to make that happen. I guess okay. I don't really? know, like a John Candy shout out plus whatever. I watched the entire award show, but he was wearing like a fun suit. Like okay. sort of a you know English Lord manner thing. It was really hot. I think that wraps up another episode of Hooray for Everything in a Tiff. Is he Stefan or Steven though? I was wondering. I assumed it was Stefan just because black people are extra, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome having Floyd in the studio. He's got to go. We made him late now. We made him late, uh, but we'll be back. Check us out online. Um, you can email us at Hooray for Everything Radio. 
at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And we got to have Floyd back. We got to go. We have to. We, we have to. We, we didn't even get to talk about Planet Africa. Yes. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, talk to you soon. This is Ready for Everything. Oh, oh, oh.